everybody. Welcome to episode 115 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's getting abducted as a child with me tonight? The other, other, other secret apprentice, Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> and yeah, this is Brian Keese. Hi, guys. Hey, man. Hello. Hello. Thanks. And before we go too far, Brian, where might people might know you from? Yeah, so a couple of buddies and I uh, followed in your footsteps. Uh, we started our podcast last summer. It's called Draft Punks, and you can find it on uh, most of your major podcast apps. But we basically pick a new topic each week, uh, and then we'll do some kind of uh, a fantasy football-style snake draft where we pick our favorite things. This past week, we did like arcade cabinets, which was super fun. So we try to put out a new one each week. We're usually successful at that, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I need to go back in February. You guys did a whole Zelda month. I need to go back and listen to those. Yeah, that was super fun. We had um, Kyle Hilliard on from Game Informer with us to talk about the best music in Zelda games. And we put in like clips of the music throughout. Hopefully we don't get sued. <laughs> um, but that was just yeah, super fun to talk with Kyle about Zelda for an hour and a half. So oh, yeah. you're you're OK in most conditions. You have one, you'd have to get really big. And two, if you're having some of it, but you're talking while it's going on or you're talking about it and you have it, then you're falling. And if you only have so many seconds of it, you fall under fair use. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I, 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 I've never done it, but I know because I've talked to people about it and looked into it, but I just. I'm not willing to take that chance. Yeah, I, I guarantee we are not big enough for anybody to have noticed this <laughs> that matters. So. No, it's just YouTube yeah. algorithms. If you put it on YouTube, they can sh- they'll get mad at you sometimes and shut you off. Yeah, you know it's funny. We did a we did an episode on Disney characters once. Sorry for the tangent, but I You're uploaded fine. a just like a two minute clip of this show to YouTube that had the voice of Genie in it, not even singing, just like a line of dialogue from him. And that got flagged. It was like, you can't make any money off of this. And I was like, okay, I wasn't trying to. It's fine. <laughs> That's why I don't fuck around with no. any of that in any of my episodes. When people are like, oh, put music and do this. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's been nice. Music. But yeah. It's one, it's more work than I want to do for anyone on the editing side. Putting music in is not fun. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason I don't want to do it, but also I just don't. Because we're on YouTube now, and people actually listen to us on YouTube and get mad nice. at us, but people listen to us. Yeah, well. I made before we get in the episode. I made a joke before about I didn't make the joke again. We I have some of the movies on this, our Civil War or not Civil War MCU podcast episodes on there, and people keep clicking on the Thor Dark World episode all the damn time, but they get upset when they find out it's not the movie. It's like <laughs> YouTube wouldn't let me post the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you think I'm going to get away with it? <laughs> why did Why is anyone wanting to watch the Dark World? Anyway? That's, that's, my that's what I keep asking. Because <laughs> You don't remember that it's a bad movie. You don't even remember it exists. It's just completely forgettable. <laughs> All right, but enough of that. We should talk about why we're here. This is actually Mike's pick for... I don't know how that happened. Mike, why don't you introduce yeah. what we're talking about this I'm episode? not entirely sure how it happened. It wasn't even your persuasion like Binary Domain, but we are talking about <laughs> Star Wars The Force Unleashed from 2008. Made by LucasArts. And published Some by versions, and other ones were by THQ for like the mobile, the, the ever-popular N-Gage port. <laughs> I forgot this game was on Engage, even though we talked about it, I think, last week. Yeah, I forgot until I pulled up the wiki and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. I mean, this is on every, this was on everything. iOS, J2ME, Engage, Nintendo DS, PS2, PS3, PSP, Wii, 360, Windows, and Mac OX. I don't oh, know. I've heard of the J2ME. Weird. Java platform micro, micro edition. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I got nothing. I had no <laughs> idea on the uh, Nintendo DS release. That's wild to me huh it's it's i'm assuming very very different i know the wii version yeah. 
different too compared to this version but yeah we'll talk about the ps2 version later <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah cause... so did anyone remember when this game came out was anybody like paying attention to what was going on at the time i'm not a big star wars fan as we've talked about on the show so i my finger was not on the pulse of all things star wars so i got nothing for you I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, <laughs> I remember when uh, Game Informer did a cover issue on this in, I think it was two th- March 2007, actually. I went and looked it up. It had giant picture of Vader on the cover with, with Starkiller in front of him. And I just remember reading that feature like eight times. And there was a specific line in there where it was like, this game is not about you like seeing a group of Wookiees and thinking, can I get through this encounter? It's like, how am I going to do this? Like, how do I want to kill these Wookiees? Like, and just the idea that it was like, you're going to finally have a chance to be like this super powerful character uh, was like super exciting for me at the time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a total power trip once you get going. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Wait till we play two someday. but also like i remember the toys coming out because i worked at target at the time when this game came out and i think there was a rancor a rank car toy a rancor toy and then there was a lego set of the rogue shadow and i i I, this was a big big deal when this came out because this was the first time since the prequels like you had more star wars stuff really happened like this was a big push to fill that gap in between episode three and episode four this was supposed to be the story that happened where Vader had his secret apprentice before he tried to get Luke and he tried to fight Palpatine. We were supposed to get a trilogy of these, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, one of the reasons we didn't get a third game, I mean, the second game wasn't super well received, but this is also like the last big Star Wars game series before Disney uh, hopped in and bought LucasArts, too. Yeah, that's why I mean, the, they, they did a lot of damage when they bought Star Wars and Marvel and all that stuff. Each time they did it, it's like so many projects were just thrown in the garbage. Wait, there was a third one actually coming out of the series, but it got canceled when the acquisition happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm a big uh, Disney defender, so uh, you, you won't want to hear from me on that probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they did, because yeah. we wouldn't have gotten more if they wouldn't have, exactly. but I could have done without Last Jedi ever happening. But in that, I'm fine. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I gotta go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just not a fan of that movie. But. Listen, we're not here to talk about Last Jedi. <laughs> hey, I love the last movie, though. AKA I love the best Skywalker. Star Wars movie. Uh, I don't know why people say that, but okay. No, <laughs> but fortunately, it's very, very interesting. It also starts off the first level, you freaking play as Vader for like 10 minutes, which I don't like, but it's cool. It's still, and that was such a, a huge thing to play as Vader, like in, in the Battlefront games. Like, you can play as Vader. Like, okay. But, okay. <laughs> I don't care. I, I like Vader's character, but I didn't care for him. I don't like the way he plays. I played this game before. This is like my third or fourth time going through this game over the years because it's short and it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, I keep playing. I don't know if I call it short, but we'll get into that. <laughs> it's not. What difficulty were you playing on? Easy or okay. whatever. Whatever the easiest. Did you is. put any transistor style limiters on this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did not handicap myself this time. Thank God. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, yeah, it felt kind of like a almost like a JRPG type trope where it's like you get to start off the game with like every ability and and unlocked and you're just like mowing through these levels. And then it's you get to the end of that and it's like, OK, now we're going to like put you back on with the training wheels and stuff and you have to 
earn your way back to this point with your actual character that you're playing as. You know, you see in RPGs once in a while where it starts you off at like the precipice of like a final fight or a climactic moment. And then all of a sudden you get knocked out and you have amnesia and you don't know who you are anymore. (laughs) So I kind of liked it from that aspect, like getting to play with all of the powers for like the first 15, 20 minutes of the game uh, and realizing like where I could get back to. I like that. I don't like the the powers and then some like Vader has force choke, which you cannot get a star killer and it bummed me the hell out. I don't think I ever did force choke. Unless the game made me. Uh, I don't know. So you only get it for that that first level and then you can't use it. I just threw everybody when I was Vader. Yeah, the the throwing is so fun. (laughs) Sorry, Wookiees. (laughs) You've hit up on the D-pad and it gives you like the action camera. So it follows whoever you throw off into the distance. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) It's, it's really cool like it is i just don't like the way he controls because he's so slow and that was my issue with it that's he true slow and i mean otherwise he's fine like it's fun part you get to kill wookie you get to kill stormtroopers I and mean, you get to see another side of vader which i think is very cool but i just wasn't doing it for me yeah i i guess i my thought on that is that uh vader wants to be imposing he wants to be intimidating out on the battlefield so he doesn't need to be fast like like he's daring them to come after him like people are running away from vader when they see him in a battle <laughs> yeah i don't blame them <laughs> <I'd be wrong. laughs> i don't know i just it's just i think because i know how the game plays later i like the speed of the game sure. so it just bugged me in the beginning that you walk so slow and mm-hmm. you can't I can't dash. I can't do all the things I was I'm used to doing because I've beaten this game before a few times. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that. So that was my main issue. Other than that, it's it's very cool. It gives you a very good like style of where the Empire was at this time and how powerful they are. Why Kashyyyk isn't overrun at this point? Because I'm should I feel like it should have been by now. They never say exactly what year this is other than it's after Revenge of the Sith. Mm hmm. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, I know what I like yours. <laughs> I like. I mean, uh, like... <laughs> I was gonna say that general. He tries to explain to Vader why the planet's not overrun yet, but Vader says he's not interested in his failures. So we don't, we'll never find out. He just I chokes interested. them and drops them. <laughs> <laughs> I was very interested. Yeah. <laughs> I PS2, love the story. The PS2 version. That's just a random stormtrooper that comes up to him with that line. It's like it's a weird choice. That's kind of cool. I forget yeah, because this game has like all the different versions are. Like the PS2 and the Wii version are kind of the same because the Wii was not up to what the 360 or PS3 could do. Mm-hmm. The PS2 version that I played is very different, very obviously, but because uh, the limitations of the system, all the levels are super linear and they're not as open. They don't have as big as rooms as this one is uh, the other version we played. It makes it a little easier to get through, but there's definitely not as much to do in a level. It's like, go through, and then it'll drop you in a room, and it gives you a little life bar at the bottom. You're supposed to kill so many guys. It's basically, it plays kind of like a beat-em-up. Like, go here, uh-huh. kill all these enemies, then you can move on. I should I should try it out. <laughs> I played the PC version, which I do not recommend. Yeah, you had, so, you had some issues. <laughs> so, for some reason, I don't know why, but the Ultimate Sith Edition, which is the only one you can buy on Steam, doesn't like to start. When you, when you go to start it up, it looks like it starts, it goes to the bottom, but it never actually, like, you can't access it. You can hear the music. It's all choppy, but it won't access. So I had to restart the computer about five times and then get it to finally load so I could beat this game. Because it just, I couldn't get keep going. It was really so pissing cool. me off. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to play the DLC, which we'll talk about later, but I couldn't get the game to load again. I'm like, oh, we're done. Uninstalled it the third time, said, we're done. <laughs> I'm not trying anymore. So, like, 
Also, you only have that one level of Vader, which I'm happy with. And then in that level of Vader, you run into a rogue Jedi, which is supposed to be one of the ones that ran away from when everyone else is getting killed by Order 66. But I, I believe there'd be a lot more Jedi that left because I mean, look how many there were a lot of them before the Clone Wars. And every boss in this game, to a certain point, is different Jedi's. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, technically, the guys you fight with the lightsabers, the the shadow guards, are technically Jedi's at this point too. Before they come up, before they came up with the idea with Inquisitors and all the other stuff that Star Wars goes in with the Disney canon, this was originally their idea that they were being corrupted and stuff. Which changes in the Disney canon. Brian might know what I'm talking about if he follows Star Wars as much as I think he does. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm just thinking about this opening level and that boss while you're while you're talking and uh, <laughs> there's so much like weird stuff they tried to put in here to like explain canon things and in, in four, five, and six that didn't really need explanation. Like like the when you go into that building, the family crest for <laughs> you know Star Killer and his dad is like what you will. You know, everyone recognizes it right away, but what you will eventually recognize is the Rebel Alliance logo for for a Rebel Alliance that does not exist yet. <laughs> so there's there's some really interesting choices in here. I think this one of my issues with with Star Wars video games in general is that in order to make them as fun and exciting as they admittedly are, is that they have to go a little wild with the canon sometimes, or what (laughs) they consider canon. (laughs) And this game is definitely, like, no exception to that. (laughs) So, in terms of the the sheer number of Jedi left after Order 66, I am a fan of uh, less is more. Um, But I agree with you that, practically, if we're trying to take this as seriously as possible, there are probably, like, thousands out there like that weren't at the jedi temple oh yeah there, there should be a lot more because yeah it was a large religion for a long time and they live long and they usually live a while like, you know there would have been a lot that didn't want to be involved as generals but that's neither here nor there in this game but now we think about that in star wars mm-hmm. like and also when you fight this jedi he's i mean all the boss fights in this game are very much one-on-one duels like this one doesn't do anything for me because it's not a known character just some random asshole you have to kill <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially what it is, just some random guy. I mean, he's even really bland looking, too. But the whole point of it, when you kill him, a small child shows up that takes the lightsaber away from Vader because it's his son. He's powerful in the force. And the whole mm-hmm. idea is that the character you play as mainly through most of this game is was kidnapped by Vader when he was a child and then manipulated to want to use his hate and fight for Vader, even though Vader just killed his parents. Because Vader's total sense saying he sent to someone that's stronger than the Jedi's fighting. He's like, where's your masters? You kill my master. And then it turns out it's the kid. Yeah. Galen Merrick, which is his uh, like non Starkiller name. (laughs) And I do not like the way Starkiller looks. I know it looks just like the actor, but it just it bothers me. It's that era of every protagonist is the bald white guy. (laughs) It's like was all the rage at the time. Yeah, just, I'm, a, I'm, like a, I'm a big fan of Sam Witwer, who's the, the voice and the, you know, the facial inspiration there. But it's uh, yeah, it, I think it's also just the graphics in that era, like weren't quite there where they needed to be for, for it to look really good. And he's actually he's still involved in Star Wars a little bit like he's done voice work for Darth Maul um, in different Star Wars the animated shows. media and stuff yeah so so he's still involved which i'm glad for because i do really like his performance in this game overall i just i just don't like the way he looks because with the yeah. ball i just it just bugs me a lot in this game so but yeah like what mike said you know 
that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bald white guy was what you did for your main character, but yeah, I mean it. It works like it's cool that the whole idea that the Secret Apprentice is working for Vader to eventually overthrow Palpatine because Vader realizes that Palpatine tricked him and you know, you know, manipulated into where he goes. So I, I, I understand. I've always agreed with that too. That that's what was really going on. And like the whole idea, like your first mission is to go kill another Jedi that's still around, Coda, which I feel like Coda's maybe come up in the Disney canon, but I could be wrong. I feel like they they reuse that character or somebody. There's somebody like him in the Darth one of the Darth Vader comics in the second one. I know that, but I can't remember the guy's name. But it reminded me of Coda. Hmm. But I can't tell you anything other than that because it's been a very long time. <laughs> I didn't know it exists, but the whole like the whole the first real mission of this game is where you're being sent to a tie factory that's been overrun by General Coda, who's one of the Jedi who has a army of just militia people who look like rebel troopers, essentially from the first movie. And you're sent there to ki- to kill him, but you're also sent there to kill any stormtroopers that see you because no one can know you're you're that you exist. What are they gonna do with all those Father's Day presents if you destroy the tie factory? <laughs> I think it's amusing, though, that your whole mission, like, you're just like, kill, he's like, kill everybody. And, like, the whole idea that no one matters. Yeah, Not I, one of them matters. It's like to... Rebel or Empire, yeah. Yeah, just I don't care. I was like, you got it. Kill everyone. <laughs> Take out anything with the pulse. No problem there, huh? Nope, I'm good. Give me Force <laughs> Lightning, and I'll just, we'll have a big old barbecue. It is fun, though, like, especially early on, because you just fight regular stormtroopers and regular idiots, and, like, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Like I said earlier, it's it's a total power trip. Yeah, yeah, even early in that game, when you don't have, you know, all of your abilities unlocked or all of your power upgraded, you still feel, like, super OP. Uh, yeah, yeah, and wiping out stormtroopers is always fun. Like, that's never not been fun in a mm-hmm. video game. <laughs> especially when they're like, we're going to throw up this laser wall so you can't get through. I'm like, okay, force, force throw, force throw. Everyone's going to the laser wall. <laughs> you showed me. So much fun. It's a lot more fun than I thought it would still be in this in this day and age, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, throwing stormtroopers does not get old, even though I got to say that, like, the amount of power Starkiller has is a little little OP, but still cool. It's not like he's pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky. <laughs> the worst part of the game, but it's we will great. get there. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's a big complaint in uh, Rise of Skywalker also with the transport that Rey and Kylo are pulling out of the sky. And I was like, uh, have any of you played Force Unleashed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you guys think of the boss fight, you know, the quote unquote boss fights in this game and the QTEs? Like, I, I feel like that's one of the toughest things to capture in a video game is like good lightsaber combat or sword combat in general in video games is always like really difficult. Um, mm. And I, I I like the cinematic aspect of it. They're able to add by doing the QTEs, but it always felt a little unsatisfying to me. I don't know. Yeah, they oh, they always have to nerf lightsabers because they can cut through like anything. So you should yeah. be tearing these people apart with one swing, but it wouldn't be very much of a game, I guess. <laughs> boss fights are my biggest point of contention because like you'll attack them a few times and then they block, 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 block. It's like a what was it? Blood Omen two. I had that problem <laughs> with the boss fights. It's just like you're this super powerful vampire and these pissy ass guards can just block everything you throw at them. It's bull crap. Come on now. That game was this bull crap. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Why are we even saying crap? Like they put me in the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> That's the ongoing joke. But yep. like 
I, I, I like QTEs. I have no, and I like the fact that they're not that punishing in this game, and they're not mm-hmm. that difficult. They're kind, they're very simple, and they fit the button that you press fits with what a power you use from that button. Like if it's a lightning attack, you'll press like triangle, or it would be triangle if you're playing on PlayStation. But I liked it. Like it, I, to me, it felt like it very, it made sense completely to how they did it. I had no problem with the QTEs. Yes, they're the same thing over and over again when you fight ATSTs and other, but I had no problem with it. Yeah, but that animation's awesome, where he, like, slices them up in half. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I also like the boss fight. I like the boss fight with Koda. I like all that story beats of, of and the fact that they he blinds him with his lightsaber because he hits him in the face with it when he sees the vision that he's going to be his teacher someday, and it, it and, he, and he throws him off the frickin' spaceship, or off the factory, onto the planet. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. This is the best proof in all of Star Wars lore that Mace Windu is still alive out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he is. Yeah, just chucks him out of the space station, goes back to Vader. He's definitely dead. Don't worry about it, Daddy Vader. Uh, he's his <laughs> lightsaber. And yeah, obviously not the case. But <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not dead. Could come back. And it's okay. Was anyone a fan of Raxus Prime? This, as I just called it Trash Planet in my note? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, listen, in the notes that you sent me, Mike, it says Raxus Prime, weird Jedi. (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) Put some respect on my boy's name. All right. I I like this section. I you guys really dislike this. huh? I I just thought the whole idea of the the Jedi rebuilding this like trash version of the Jedi Council to show like their (laughs) level of insanity was incredible i just i thought that was such a cool touch and like he's trying to talk to you know yoda and mace windu and stuff but kazdan paratus we should all remember that name he's great <laughs> sure we can like, go with that yeah, i just don't the lore is the lore is fine it's the execution that i had issues with this is one of those big sprawling levels that i was like okay where do i go now like i killed everyone where do i go there's a dot on the map but i don't know how to get to it which level is it? it's like the the maps for the vaults and Fallout 3 in New Vegas, like, they're just completely useless. But hey, you get to fight a ton of Rodins. I bet that was ex- exciting for you, Mike, since you love Star Wars. Like, oh, Rodins and Jawas, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know Jawas. I recognize them. <laughs> Rodins were the green aliens that also the same. Greedo was a Rodin, the one that Han shoots in the first movie. Okay. They have the coolest eyes of, like, any alien. I don't know if you've ever seen a Rodian's eyes close up, but it looks like a mini, like, galaxy. Like, it's just stars in, like, a bluish-purple background. It's really cool. But, uh, yeah, not not the most interesting it, characters otherwise. I don't like that Jedi, but I agree that it was a cool part. I just a fight. I don't like fights that, oh, you're, hey, you get him down to three, you know, three-quarters of his health. All right, let's go fight a, a mini-boss in the fight. Oh, you killed a mini-boss. Oh, look, now he's at half health. Ah, throw another mini-boss at him. I don't like stuff like that. Because throughout that yeah. fight, he throws the junk titans at you, which are essentially just mini bosses, and it it irritates me. Not a, <laughs> I mean, I understand it. I mean, again, I it's the era too. This is 2010, I think. This game is 20, 2008. It still makes sense. They're just you know they're got to add a little bit of filler too because if a game wasn't long enough, especially during this time, it would get a worse review. Where now we're like, oh, this game doesn't have any fat. Higher review. Mm-hmm. Different time. So I understand. This is also the height of the height of God of War's popularity until you know 2018. But so that's it explains all the quick time events because that game was notorious for those too. Yeah, but they, they're not punishing this game. If you mess up a QT, all that happens is like it ends, and then you have to go and hit them like two more times. And again, back yeah. mm-hmm. It's nice that they're always the same buttons. Unfortunately, the PS2 version has all the same stuff, but it has random buttons. So what? Oh. Yeah. So each time you do it, it'll be different. 
I guess keep it exciting. I guess. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm glad that somebody's defending. I already forgot his name. Kasdan Paradis. Yeah. He's just, but I do like, like, it is kind of cool how he's talking to the fake console, or, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. this and that, and he's, and he's just, you know, gone crazy. Stacks yeah. of rocks. I just, I love a good, crazy old Jedi, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. I mean, so yeah. it is cool in that aspect. I just didn't like, I didn't like the fight. I'm not really, the, the plan is kind of cool, but I just, it's just, it's my least favorite planet of the, maybe because the second time you come back here, I hate that part, so that might have something to do with it too. Yeah, no, I do agree with uh, it being difficult to navigate. Like the first time I played this game, when it originally released, there was I was stuck for like a couple hours. I remember having to go onto like game facts and like looking up walkthrough of like, where the hell am I just supposed to go to advance? Like it wasn't the enemies weren't difficult. It was just literally like finding where I was supposed to jump to or whatever. I was struggling with this level. So mm-hmm. I do get the frustration with it for sure. I think, yeah, this is the same one where you kill the first junk titan and you like, activate this flamethrower thing and it's like okay well where do i go obviously i need to go down this chasm but how do i get across and you have to go to the other side and then go all the way up where there's no indication you're supposed to be up there and then force pull everything down or whatever yeah uh-huh. yeah <laughs> that's why i don't like that part either because it took me a while to get through this and it was irritating me and definitely don't fall in the chasm because if you die you get to fight the junk titan again yeah that's another thing i don't care for <laughs> But it's all worth it for the next planet, right? Because it's the best one. I do like Felucia. I also like, because I want to say Felucia's in the movies, if I remember yes. correctly. Because, fun fact, a shock T, which is the boss that you fight in Felucia, was supposed to be in a scene in Revenge of the Sith where she dies to the clone tripper, but then they deleted it, but then they pretty much used that, since she was alive, in quotations, they were able, then they put it in this game. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they showed a different Jedi dying there instead in the movie and i'm trying to remember her name it's the the twi'lek with like, like the, the blue French one accent yeah God, she's in clone wars a bunch yeah, yeah but she's in in revenge of the sith she's the one who ends up dying there and i'm struggling to remember her name now i'm gonna when, google real quick when i googled <laughs> jedi who dies in felucia i got safe diaz which is not the one i'm looking for uh, i got isla secura uh yeah it says died 19 bby felucia that name was in my head before you yeah. said I was like, it's something secure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's also one of the voices that Ray hears in Rise of Skywalker as she's standing up to the Emperor for the last time. So that was kind of cool that they brought her back in because she's more of a minor character in this, but a major character, like you mentioned, in the Clone Wars. Yeah, because I don't remember she's really even in the movies very much other than they just put her there in different places. But she Clone Wars, she plays a big part in that show. Yep. Yep. Off and on, she's in a few story arcs. Man, Clone Wars is great. <laughs> uh, and we get another character in the Felucia level that like people were super into, and then we never really see again, which is Maris Brood, Maris, uh, who's yeah. Isla's apprentice. Yeah, I, she's okay. She reminds me so much of a Sith, and I, I know that's what they were going for with the, by giving her the look that they gave her. Mm-hmm. With the red spikes in her head and the pale ash skin. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> they clearly I, wanted yeah, her to be sick. I, I believe she's a Zabrak, right? Which is the same race as Darth Maul. But yeah, it was like very obvious where that storyline was going later in the game for sure. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like it's I, I just enjoyed this planet because you get to freaking fight Rancors. I mean, I yep. I know that probably when Mike played this in two thousand nine, young Mike was like, Oh my god and, and twenty and Mike in twenty twenty one was still like, Oh my god, Rancor like didn't change. Still I love fighting Rancors. 
I was like, hey, Rancor, I know what that is. That's a thing I recognize. <laughs> so cool. They got the blue, like, you know, stripes down them. There's somebody riding them. Oh, it is awesome. Like, it is. It is probably one of my favorite parts of this game is getting to kill Rancor. So, I mean, this is one of the first games you got to really do it in because I'm not counting Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi because fuck that game. When Super <laughs> Nintendo, yeah. Those games yeah. are terrible. Going back to that Game Informer article, and I posted a picture in our little Skype chat there, but one of the pieces of concept art that like had me so hyped about this game was you facing down Shock T in a cave with like three Rancors charging at you. And it was just like, like the fact that this would even be conceivable as like a winning fight <laughs> is, is like, it got me so hyped. And you can see like other Jedis in there, like riding the back of the Rancor in the background. Like it's just it was so <laughs> cool. Like I was so hyped for this game when it came out and it, it didn't quite live up to the hype I had in my head, I think. And even now, years later, it's it's probably dropped a little bit more. Um, but like this was probably the most excited I had been for a game when it released back in the day. What I love about this art is that all the Jedis have their lightsabers out, and at first glance, I thought the Rancor had lightsabers. I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, the one in the front looks like he's holding it in his little claws, yeah. We've all been training the Force. <laughs> yeah, it does look like holding his claws, you're right. That's funny. No, but it's still cool. I mean, I don't know, I just... And plus, I like finding a character that I recognize, like, because the first two are just, you know, brand new made-up characters for this. This is somebody from the movies that they were able to use in the game, which is also cool. Yeah. It's, it, Fighting Shock T, and I was like, man, her voice sounds familiar. It's uh, Susan Eisenberg, who is Wonder Woman in the Justice League cartoon. Oh, wow. That's cool. And you fight her in a freaking Sarlacc pit. Yeah. She's also cool as hell. Yeah, which she then, like... What are your side meshing? Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, which she then, like, drops herself into at the end of the fight, which is, like, completely badass. (laughs) And it's, like, the, the... one of the big turning points for Starkiller uh, in terms of like his morality. So that was a really cool fight. It's yeah. not this mission anyway. One of the side missions is to save uh, the Sarlacc. I don't think it's this one. It's the when you come back to Imperial Felucia, as they call it. Oh, okay. Because after he kills Shock T, then he goes back to Vader because now he's proven himself to Vader because he's killed a Jedi Master, you know, from the constantly killed the other two Jedi. He's done with his training. And when he gets back there, this is when you get betrayed by Vader because he said the Palpatine had followed you. So Vader stabs you and throws you out the airlock. Yeah, I don't I don't think we've mentioned yet that uh, Starkiller's whole purpose in being trained by Vader is to (laughs) overthrow the Emperor. Like, that's what Vader wants to do, supposedly, the start of this game. Well, Uh, it's also what he does in Return of the Jedi, because his whole point with Luke is to have Luke come to his side so he can then kill Palpatine. mm -hmm. The whole idea of this game that he did it before with Luke, like with someone else before Luke. One of no my irritations. I don't want to is, take orders from a raisin either. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of my irritations with this is there's a line later in this game. It's like I always meant to do it, but not with you. It's like, come on now, you you freaking trained him for it. Like I I like yeah. I like the idea that Vader was actually trying to train the princess. I don't like it when it has a twist where Vader's like, no, you were just a pawn. Like he was never gonna defeat Paul. Like I like the idea that he wanted to do it. He just realized he couldn't because Palpatine is so powerful. Mike, one character we kind of have skipped over. We should talk about your favorite character, the pilot that joins you in this. That takes oh, you yeah. Over. Juno Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, along with the bald protagonist, you always have to have the hot blonde character that's that's by their side. And she uh, she fits that trope. Yeah. Right. Great name. I'll give her that. Like, I love the name Juno Eclipse. Like, that feels like a very Star Wars name. I always enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, it's a very Star Wars name. <laughs> so she's a Imperial pilot 
who ends up getting assigned to Vader or assigned to you to drive your ship. And it's supposed to be, you know, no questions asked. You just, you know, she just flies you for your missions and she doesn't even know anything who you are. But as, after the, as the first three missions progresses, she starts to kind of care for, you start to care for each other. And after he's almost killed by Vader, Vader saves him. But he has her going to be executed for being a traitor, even though she wasn't a traitor or anything. But he just he does you know he's just cleaning up his mess essentially, and that's kind of what pushes Starkiller to start to become good because he still wants to kill Palpatine. Is when he goes and he rescues you know even though he wasn't supposed to, he supposed to just let her die. And that causes and that causes issues. Yeah, well, this level is awesome though. Yeah, it's fun. Like when you break out, they're like he's escaped. Vader's experiment is escaping or something like that. They say. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. run out to the hallway and like. There are all these glass windows on this space station. You're like, okay, throwing people out there. Yep. You get that explosive decompression where it just pulls all the near guy, nearby stormtroopers out. But it's Good so stuff. Cool. And when you throw people out and then the little, you know, the barriers come down, the airlocks, mm-hmm. that never got old. Nope. Every time I did it, never got old once. And I was really happy every time. <laughs> I was happy this game still held up for me. Like, I was like, okay, I'm having, when it, when it ran, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Keyword when it ran. Yeah, oh, it was terrible. I, I I think I got it to run five times or so, and then I'm like, I I gotta finish this game. I I can't. It's like it just doesn't run otherwise. Yeah. PC, PC gaming is such a minefield. I played on PS3 and I had zero issues with it. I own this on 360 and PS3, and I should have did one of that, but I'm like, I play PC. <laughs> I have the Ultimate Sith Edition, and I uh... and when I googled online, I wasn't the only person with this issue. It was a very it's a common thing with this with that version of the game. Speaking of technical issues, I enjoy the other member of the crew on the ship, which is Proxy <laughs> yeah. the droid. He is probably my favorite character in this game. <laughs> Whose prime directive is to kill Starkiller. <laughs> yes, just randomly jumping out at you at different points in the game to attack you the first time as Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and absolutely just... there just to have those those fan fan wanks moments like <laughs> Here's yep. character, you know. Well, plus he comes out as the Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith, not the Obi-Wan that would have been around at this time. Because, you know, in the desert for 30 years, you weighed 60 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he, he says, you know, it was an old uh, training module. I was trying to catch you off guard. But this is also about the point where he has kind of his heartbreaking droid moment because Vader has been using him to talk to Starkiller uh, through hologram technology, I guess. And uh, this time, like when he has the speech with him, he kind of like slumps and says, you know, I really don't like being him. Like he just like your heart kind of breaks for this droid that his main purpose is to murder you. So, <laughs> yeah. But like every time he does, he, that he does the hologram as, as Vader, you can like, he always slumps afterwards after every conversation. He just really slumps and looks like he's exhausted from it. Yeah. He says towards the end, he's like, I hate being that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Vader hates being that guy too. <laughs> I like when Starkiller first sees Juno, he's like, who, who is this? He's like, that's your new pilot. And he turns into her and gives the whole debriefing on her backstory. She's yep. like, is there a psych, psych evaluation in there? It's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yes, but it's confidential. <laughs> I, I like that. I really like you. I think Juno adds a lot to this game and it helps give Starkiller his humanity. Plus, it's inter- yeah, she's entertaining. Absolutely. He definitely, she definitely humanizes him quite a bit. Like when he saves her, it actually made me care. Like, I, yeah, it hit me. I'm like, okay, like that whole scene when she's about to be, you know, executed, and you go and save her, and you again kill every freaking, you know, stormtrooper on on that station, and then you blow up the station too. I think you send it into the sun or something, so there's no evidence. Yeah, yeah, and then escape <laughs> on that. the rogue shadow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the rogue shadow for some reason. It's a cool that ship. A, yeah, that is a cool ship. 
I regret not buying that Lego toy, even though I don't collect Legos, but it would be cool in my house. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I looked it on I looked it online, like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> a few hundred looks, bucks now? Ah, uh, something like that probably. I just looking at the pictures, but I know it ain't cheap. Yeah. Oh, that is a cool ship. I don't know that I really noticed it from the outside. Well, you never piloted or anything, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you got Juno for that. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have any levels with it, but it, it just looks cool. No, this oh, game not be vehicle levels on top of everything else. <laughs> I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad the game sticks to what it does good, which is just hack and slash. Yeah. No, it's not even on eBay. I'm looking right now. The manual is 20 bucks alone, but there's no, <laughs> no one selling it. I mean, it's an old set. It just came out in 2008. Yeah. So, you know, and this, I mean, this series is done. I mean, we're never getting that. We're it's not going to continue anywhere. Right. Right. You know, you're not getting anything from it. <laughs> but is it's, I mean, after you have the whole turning point when he, and then his whole plan after that is Vader pretty much tells him, okay, now you need to go and recruit the rebels to distract Palpatine in quotations. And so then you go to Bespin, which again, more Star Wars references. Hey, we're going to Cloud City. And you go find a drunk ridiculous coda who's in a bar and, and <laughs> yes. things, like nobody realizes this guy like is a you know like, no one realizes you at first you're just walking on in like do 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 you know i'm like you think somebody whatever hmm, that's kind of weird what's that guy holding the lightsaber for or something like those rolls look familiar <laughs> something something like that it always kind of like made me i don't know if i was when i was playing i'm like shouldn't some i still think coda should have realized who he was but i can't remember if coda does and he lies he- so he yeah, says that at the end. He kind of he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was pretty sure from like when we first met, but I could sense. He says this to Juno in the ending, mm-hmm. like I could sense one bright spot of light in him through all the darkness. And she says, "What was it?" And he says, "You, which you. is very anti Jedi <laughs> sentiment." Uh, that was very cheesy, and I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, he does say that he kind of knew that it was him all along. Well, that's why the whole Jedi are gone, because they would just like, Anakin, you can marry Padme. It's okay. Oh, she's having issues. And you're worried. All right, let's get her to the Jedi hospital and take care of her. No, no, no. Let's just tell you you can't have attachment so you can kill us all instead. You know, <laughs> I don't like I don't like it, the reason why he becomes Vader yeah. at all. I hate the motivation that they put in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just bugs me how easily he gets manipulated. And he's like, you're on the console, but I'm not a master. Ah, kill you all. Like, uh, fucking fucking but, sand. Yeah, so it's always it's always bugged me, but Cloud City is fun, and this is also when you fight. You actually have an escort mission that wasn't bad, Mike. Can you believe an escort mission that wasn't bad, where the guy just doesn't just take damage for no reason, just because and make to put up the you know make you more intense, make it more intense for you? You talking about Robotech again? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> automatically, they would just get hurt, even though nothing's shooting them, just to make you get more worried. Oh yeah, <sighs> good stuff. The only reason we know that like, we had a developer, <laughs> so. God, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. That <laughs> was a fun episode. So I don't, I really enjoyed Cloud City. I also really got like when I first saw, I forget, hey Brian, you remember what they're called? The the evil shadow sh- soldiers that you fight would look like royal guards, but wearing black with lightsabers. Oh, I don't. Shoot, I can't remember what their like official name is. No. Okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah. But I. I got really happy when I first saw him because I want to say this is the first time in recent games or movies where you had evil Jedi, essentially. It looks like they're called the Emperor's Shadow Guard. So we were pretty close with just Shadow Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because this is the first time that you see this and it's supposed to be Jedi that were then, you know, convinced to be in the dark side, but they weren't really Sith. Right. And this is all changed because these guys were gotten rid of and then you got replaced them with the inquisitors which were jedi who then just turned to the sith 
Yeah, and they have those dope, uh, like the staff sabers, which are really cool. Yeah, that's they, what I'd always wish they'd gone with for Ray, actually, in the uh, in the sequel trilogy, because she was so used to fighting with the staff. I thought it would have been cool if we got a non traditional lightsaber for a for a hero. But agreed, <laughs> we should. But then again, that was a whole different. We should have. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> I don't know. They to me, they. I mean, they were still cool. I mean, I also for some reason when I was a kid, I was a big big fan of the Royal Guards. Mm-hmm. All in red. I don't know why, looking back, but I really like, even though like, they do nothing in the movie, they stand in one scene, return to Jedi, and walk away, and that's all they do. But I thought they were the coolest freaking people in the in the movie. Yeah, I no. think that's my favorite. I know uh, Last Jedi is a sore spot for you, uh, but my favorite moment in that movie, obviously, is that fight in the throne room, and that kind of felt right. like those guards felt like, okay, this is probably what the royal guards are like when they fight, like. That was a very similar vibe. And that was just you can you can argue with a lot of things in that movie. I understand that scene is fantastic. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you in a heartbeat. That scene is fantastic. (laughs) My problem with that movie, the very basic version is that you took that movie out. It wouldn't really matter anything. Yeah, it's it's a very contained like two hour story. Like it's it essentially takes place like in real time, whereas the other movies, there's like time progression and and you can see the effects of what things are doing. So I agree with that. I think it was it was much more about character development than story development, for sure. Well, plus, it's when you start something, but then you don't tell the guy next, hey, this is where we're going in the series. And yeah. he goes, like, yeah. that, that's, <laughs> that's that the I'm biggest problem. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So that's always been my complaint. But, like, I don't know. So I, I was so happy in the Shadow Guards. But the way you kill him, I think, is kind of like, he breaks their neck. It isn't even, like, no four-part. He just grabs them and breaks their neck. And I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> I want to throw him off something cool. But, oh, did, did Mike, did you Carbon Knight anybody in this level? I didn't. I It wasn't until I beat the level and it was one of the side things was to carbonate so many people. And I'm like, well, where the hell was that? The barrels. You can grab barrels and you throw barrels at people. Yeah. They turn. Yep. Didn't even notice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it just gives you more of the holocron cubes, which essentially yeah, are, which give you, we hadn't really talked about. <laughs> you didn't collect any, did you? Uh, yeah, I collect quite a bit. Okay, I, I went for them when I saw them. But I yeah, go on my way. There is hidden in this game, though. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, not a bunch. There's just a few different kinds of collectibles, but they all look the same, so you never know what you're getting when you pick it up. <laughs> Usually it's just 10,000 experience points, but sometimes you get different colored lightsaber crystals or whatnot. So, I always try to track them down just for the the crystals. Yeah, they're cool. Oh, what color lightsaber did we do? We should, we should bring up that important question now. Well, I planned on just murdering everyone, so I stuck with red, and it would always threw me off when he switches to a blue one in the cutscenes. <laughs> so I'm like, why does he have a blue one? How about you, yeah. Brian? Uh, I yeah, I played with red for most of it. I I do love me a good green lightsaber. Same, but yeah, I I pretty much stuck with the red and same thing. It's like yeah, when it switches in cutscenes, it's a little jarring. But <laughs> I went purple for some reason. Yeah, I did enjoy in Fallen Order a couple years ago. I played with the orange, which was a lot of fun. Okay, I was green that one because green is always my favorite. Because my favorite Star Wars character is Luke Skywalker, Return to Jedi. That that era, that era. You know, Kit Kit Fisto. Eh, fuck Kit Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's we very go back a minute. So fits. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just a big, big fan of that Luke for some reason. Like that is a favorite. I don't like young Luke in the first movie. I like I like Luke when he's older. Yeah, because he was a whiny '80s protagonist back in the day. Like Ralph Macchio was in Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, so after you have this whole part where you, you get Coda, then you're trying, and then you kind of revisit a couple levels, which I'm not, like, it's okay first. You go to Kashi, which is, I mean, kind of revisit, revisit, but not really, because you didn't really, you didn't go there as, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but as Starkiller. That is a cool level. And you see the Wookiees kind of being enslaved, and you're going there because you're working with Bail Organa, who was General Coda's contact, and you're going there to rescue Leia, which I think is a very cool thing. And she won't even let you rescue her. She's like, no, I'm not going anywhere until you go and stop the General. Right, go and yeah, destroy that star. I think it's called a star hook. Ah, Skyhook. Uh, Skyhook. Thank you to to keep them from moving the Wookies off planet. Yeah, I honestly, because I hadn't revisited this game since it came out fourteen years ago, like I forgot how much Princess Leia there was in the second half, <laughs> which is cool. Also. Yeah. Question I forgot to ask is ever they I know they never say it but I'm wondering like if t- how much time passed from when he's killed by Vader to when he goes and finds Coda maybe it's not very long I guess it's probably not very long like a day or so long enough changes clothes he gets like a different outfit for every level which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah, I don't like it's cool yeah you don't like the the heavy training armor or whatever that you wear on the the trash planet no I didn't care for that one. He looks, or I care for the one he wears in Felucia where he's half naked. I don't care for that one either. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't understand. Like, Felucia seems far and away. I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about Felucia earlier, so thank you. This seems like far and away the most dangerous planet, just in terms of like your natural surroundings. And it also seems like the one where everyone decides to wear the least amount of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is definitely some plants out here that want to like sting you, eat you, like spray pollen at you like mm-hmm. that seems like where you should be covered up the most <laughs> to me yeah i can't remember if they had it in the ps3 version the ps2 version there were pods that you can pick up and throw and they release like toxic clouds of whatever so yeah you think you'd want to cover up a little bit yeah yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> i completely agree it's just why are you running around half naked on a planet full of things that want to kill you that can kill you apparently as we find out throughout that level <laughs> Because it's a dangerous freaking level. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just... But Imperial Kashyyyk, I think it's very cool. You get the free Wookiees that can help you, or I just killed them by accident because they got in my way. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. And we haven't talked about this yet, but I again, I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars Dark Forces fan. I covered that episode 13. And you get the fight, which essentially they're not... Co- but they reminded me of Dark Troopers in this. These big, giant soldiers that you mm-hmm. like storm to have shield that you just have to t- take out. I don't think they're called Dark Troopers in Force Unleashed, but it's, that's what that's what they reminded me of. I found out they're real susceptible to Force Lightning, like everything oh, yeah, else. <laughs> I mean, Dark Troopers were not canon for a long time eh, after Disney bought... after this game, after Disney bought them, but... No, yeah. they're not Dark Troopers. I'm not sure what... I don't remember what they're called. Man, I just had the list of enemies pulled up, and then I closed and I'm like, I won't need this again. <laughs> then here I go and bring up other so, stuff from yeah, there. Keep talking, I'll pull it back up. Okay. I have it pulled up, but I can't find what I'm looking for. It doesn't matter. They're cool, though. I'm just going to say that. And they're Great. fun to fight. Imperial Sentinels. There you I go. I think. There's no picture and no description, but I'm pretty sure that sounds right. That sounds like that's the right answer, and we shouldn't question it any further. <laughs> okay, sounds on. good. <laughs> also fight a lot of, like, sh- you start fighting, you fight incinerator, or you fight troopers with flamethrowers and shields in this, too. The incinerator troopers, mm-hmm. which I really like, because incinerator troopers actually weren't really around very often. That, that's something else that the first experience of them, be- besides this game that I, that I can think of, is that they're in the first season of Mandalorian, which is what made them canon now. Yeah. The opening scene of Force Awakens, I don't know if they're incinerator troopers, but there are troopers with flamethrowers who are torching that village. Oh, yeah. I'm weird. I blocked out that memory. Huh. Yeah. 
But yeah, you're right. They're they're very underutilized. <laughs> and again, if they would have had the freaking Shadow Guard that they have in this game, I don't think they're not Shadow Guard. Oh god, Shadow Stormtroopers or what are they called? Yeah, Shadow Stormtroopers, the ones that can like camouflage themselves. They're cool as hell. I really like the one that can go stealth and just sneak around and then, you know, try to shoot you. And still get hit by force lightning. <laughs> yeah, but they would have killed Luke. So they the were... Imperial Sentinel is the guy with the the staff. What the hell am I? <laughs> yeah, evil Trooper, maybe? No, Evil Troopers or something else, I think. Ah, it doesn't matter. They were just annoying. <laughs> wait, wait. Is there actually a, an enemy named Evil Trooper? Evil. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, they're the ones that have, like, the miniguns. Okay. Okay. But no, Kashi's just fun. And you kill that general, and that that was cool. Also, the eight you fight in ATST in this game, multiple that use like gra- use like the force to pull, you know, use gravity to pull things. And I thought that was cool too. They added that in this game. Just a lot of cool things. And you rescue Leia, so then that kind of helps, or he earns his trust to be part of, you know, to work with Bail Organa and Coda, and, and and then the second mission is that you have to. So this was to kind of prove that you that you're loyal. And then I think you go to Felucia. Oh yeah, because then Bail Organa, who was looking for you or looking for somebody, he went to Felucia to find Shock T, which right. spoiler alert, she wasn't there because you killed her. So then you go to Felucia for a second time. Imperial Felucia, I think, is also very interesting. I like how after by killing Shock T, things have kind of went crazy, and that the dark yeah, side is kind of like the whole Imperial goes goes to the dark side. Yeah. It's and, you, and they don't fight like the the natives who you fought the first time you're there. They're, they're not fighting stormtroopers and they fight you depending. Like that's I, I like that in games. And they're not just trying to kill you. <laughs> they yeah, want to. Yeah, it's, it's fun to like come along and like just walk into this fight that's already ongoing, and it just yeah you end up taking out both sides. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so you can just walk. I mean, I'm I'm assuming the hard difficulty you just stand there and watch for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, oh, just let them kill each other so I don't die. But not easy. I'm like, oh, everyone's dead. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and so it turns out Bale has been captured by Maris Brood in the dark side turn. Nobody saw coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but character what, that look. I mean, you can't be surprised. Yeah. Also, yeah, I think wearing the least amount of clothes out of any character in the game again. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. But but. <laughs> Like, what did you guys think of that story beat where he, when you defeat her, you kind of, like, let her go, and Bale Organa himself is like, probably should have killed her. <laughs> <laughs> we might need her for the sequels. Yeah, yeah. She's not into, pretty sure. Yeah, no, she never shows up again, as far as I know. And, I like, I remember when that game came out, everyone was like, oh, this is kind of like a cool idea for a character like an apprentice who goes dark side sure we've seen it before but it's cool character design and then yeah she just she's gone like so i mean maybe the third one they had planned maybe because she's like i'll if you spare me i promise i'll go back to the light side and like nobody was buying that (laughs) (laughs) suckers it's like the least sincere promise of all time (laughs) just yeah the jungle and you never see her again but the whole point was that they didn't want they wanted to, you know, not show him, I guess, you know, showing that he's going away from the dark side. Right. Yeah. It just like it felt like it was setting it up for like when you left the planet, she was going to try to like ambush you again or something like it felt like it was setting up something that never came. But, yeah. But I like I like this planet other than that. It's fun. It's and you hey, you fight more rancor and you fight a giant rancor that boss fight with Mara's Brew where you fight a bull rancor you fight her and I think yeah it, that was really I was a big fan of all that too. It is another one of those levels where it's like go around and destroy all these generators before you can proceed. 
So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I got this one. I got this one. <laughs> where, <laughs> where are the other ones? And this is also where we talked about before, where you can save this. You can, well, not save, but you can like lessen the suffering of the Starlack pit if you destroy certain things because yeah. you go inside the Starlack pit to fight her, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't save it because I couldn't. I didn't care. No, I didn't. I wasn't sure how to do it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. It didn't matter to me. I wasn't going for all the collectibles. I don't care. I just wanted to beat the game. And play the, the, DLC, the crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did really want to play the DLC too. <laughs> Fucking game. And after you finish Felucia, you go you go to my my least favorite part of the game. You go back to Imperial Raxus Prime where you fight more Rodians, but now you also fight Stormtroopers. And I just really dislike this part because it has. In my opinion, which is the worst part of the game, you have to pull a freaking Star Destroyer out of space, which should be cool, but it's uh, a... So, for those that don't know, who haven't played this game before, it's kind of a quick time event. You have to run you have to run up, press a button, and you have to, like, move the joysticks to then pull the, to line this thing up and then pull it down. But after X amount of time passes, TIE Fighters spawn, and then they start flying towards you. You can see them flying towards you, and after a while, when they get to you, they start shooting you. You have to let go of the, of the Star Destroyer, destroy the TIE Fighters, and repeat the process. And it's and if you take too long, it will end up resetting itself. The Star Destroyer will reset itself and takes longer for you to get it back to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the TIE Fighters aren't easy to kill in the first place. You either have to hit them just right with Force Lightning or you have to grab these engines, I guess, that are floating by and then shoot yeah. them out of them. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's it's not great. It would have been fine if it was if it was just you fight this boss and then pull down the Star Destroyer, not getting interrupted by the TIE Fighters every 30 seconds or whatever it is. That's my... If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I also got a glitch in this game when I was doing this. I had I couldn't line it up. I, I think it was a glitch. I couldn't get the Star Destroyer to line up. No matter what I did, it would turn green, but it would never let me pull it. Uh-huh. Oh. So I had to exit the game and restart it, and then it was fine. Okay. Yeah, I this, this exists in kind of that power vacuum issue you know i mentioned earlier where it's like they have to do this wild and crazy stuff because it's a video game and it's supposed to feel like you're incredibly powerful but it's like in in empire like yoda the most powerful jedi master of all time is like struggling to pull an x-wing out of a bog and it's like he does it but like it's definitely takes some considerable effort and you've got you know this 20 year old maybe like i don't know how old star killer is supposed to be but like just yanking down a star destroyer out of the sky like it just that was the point for me where i was like this seems like a bit much (laughs) (laughs) it is it's definitely one of my issues with it it just it didn't need to be there yes like i agree with you like the same thing you're saying how you needed this really cool moment but i just i don't care for it i mean the whole reason you're there is because you're trying to destroy as they're building ships or something i guess is what you're there for yeah, destroying the shipyard to it's yeah. to like get the emperor's attention that like the rebellion is happening basically, so that he's like distracted, so that you and Vader can carry out your plan. Uh, that Vader definitely is not going to betray you on again for sure. <laughs> Won't happen. Nah. It's the the relationship between Vader and uh, Star Killer. It feels very much like. I was thinking about this before we started recording, like in in The Princess Bride, when Wesley is describing what his time on the pirate ship was like, where every night the Dread Pirate Roberts would be like, good night, sleep well, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Like that's that's how the relationship (laughs) with Vader feels. He's just like at any moment, you're like, this is definitely not going to go well for me. (laughs) But but yeah, this this is like it's cool. It's absolutely cool. But it's it's a little out there for me. Yeah, it's my 
And then this is also when you fight uh, Proxy, where he turns into Darth Maul, and you get to fight Darth Maul for no real reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more fan wank. Yeah, I mean, I essentially, gotta... yes. it was cool to me in 2009 when I played this game the first time. Now it's kind of like, eh, whatever, but I understand it, because Darth Maul wouldn't have really been around at all. I mean, yeah. for those that follow Star Wars, I should have said spoilers a long time ago, but for those that follow Star Wars, Darth Maul makes a return to the Clone Wars and the Rebel show, and you know he continues and, uh, on. Like, and Solo, yeah. Yeah, and then he has a final. Like, they, you know, they complete his story, but, like, back then, like, at this point, I don't think Clone Wars are out. Maybe Clone Wars are out, but I don't know if they got to the season when Darth Maul shows up, but, like, this would be your first chance to really see Darth Maul again in, in, in a long time. Yeah. Because he doesn't yeah. come in Clone Wars like season four or five. He's a little bit later when he comes when he joins the show. Gosh, that final season of Clone Wars, like the fight between him and Ahsoka. I'm sorry, I know this is a sidetrack. That is like for a cartoon. Like that is the coolest choreographed fight I think I've seen in Star Wars. I put it right up there with like the original Darth Maul fight in Episode One. Like the fight between Maul and Ahsoka as they're going across like all those steel beams is just so cool looking. But yeah, go check out that final season of Clone Wars they released this year if you haven't. It's really Is Clone good. Wars the one that you have to like watch in order? Aren't all the episodes like don't they jump around the timeline? Yes. You don't okay. have to. Yeah. You can you can watch it in published order. You just have to be aware that they don't follow chronologically. Yeah, and, and that's only the first couple seasons, I think. And then after that it's pretty much lined up. And honestly, the first couple seasons are better like background noise than to actually like focus on what's going on. First, the first one is bad. Second yeah. one picks up a lot better. And then it third one, it, it hit it hits the ground running from three on. Yeah, for sure. Same with Rebels. First season of Rebels a little. Eh, but then two through four, just spot on good stuff. Yeah. So then so after you uh, destroy that facility, there's the meeting with like Bale and Leia Mon Mothma, and then this other guy who I had to look up his name again. It's Garm Iblis. And did anyone else like? Did you get to that meeting and just look at this table and you're like, okay, we've got like three legends here: Bale, Leia, and Mon Mothma, and then Garm the Iblis. I was just like, there's no way this guy lives. <laughs> 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 this guy is going down because <laughs> he's not anything else. He just he, they just took yeah. him and put him in here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's a very strange choice. Yeah, you could have had. Yeah, I don't know who else they could have brought in like an early rebellion adopter, like a wedge or something. But yeah, it's a it was a weird like just who is this guy compared to like the rest of the people in that room? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I was like, what? And then they, I mean, they don't like that part is so small. And I had forgotten because I, I was mixing up this game in the second game. Like I was remembering parts that are from the second game. I'm like, when did this happen? I'm like, oh, yeah, wrong game. Because <laughs> it's it's during this scene is when Vader ends up because he's about to start the rebellion. And then Vader shows up ends up capturing them and then kill and cause them like, ah, oh, my apprentice. They're like, what? He's working for Vader. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I love that little shock. They all have like, oh, my God, you like know. just trusted this guy out of nowhere to, you know, the start of oh, you idiots. Like, I think what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And this is also when we get that line that you guys mentioned you didn't like about that. I always wanted to overthrow the emperor, just not with you. <laughs> I don't like it because yeah. I like the idea that he was using him to overthrow Palpatine not doing another one of Palpatine's plans. Yeah. They should have left it the way it was and not change it. What what I do love about this scene is the way that he gets out of this is Proxy sacrifices himself by coming in again with the Obi-Wan training module to distract <laughs> Vader, which 
I wish we had gotten more of a reaction from Vader of just seeing like young Obi-Wan Kenobi charging at him. Mm. Uh, I guess he probably figured out what was going on pretty quick there, but like it would have been funny if he just had like a moment of like what <laughs> before just cutting down Proxy, which was very sad. Uh, eh, I don't like Proxy. Oh, I wasn't it was surprising. I'm like, oh, okay, Proxy's dead. That's that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's fine. <laughs> this is, and then he ends up reuniting with Juno, and then he's like, okay, now I have to go save what I started. So then you go to the Death Star, which also, oh, one thing I forgot to mention that I need to mention that made me smile is whenever you go and see Vader, like on that mission after you kill Shakti and you go see Vader, you're going to the freaking Executioner he's flying to that is being yeah. built. And I got yeah. a big smile on my face. For those that don't know, Mike, Executioner Yo. is the ship that he has in uh, Empire Strikes Back because the Death Star was blown up. He's on the Executioner. Right. I definitely recognize the Death Star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was cool to see it being built. Oh, I mean, the, the Death Star level is fun, though. Like, when you have the freaking laser cannon there and you got to, like, dodge it and not, you know, and time it and stuff. That is so cool. Uh, at first, it goes yeah, down a minute. Yeah, no, if, you're, if you get caught in it, I got caught in it once. I was a little annoyed, but I didn't get caught again. But I would throw troops into it, too, and watch them. Oh, 100%. Know, yeah. It didn't, it, it's a long enough time frame that it didn't bother me because there's a yeah. lot of time frame. And it gives you plenty of notice. It's like, we're about to fire the laser. Get out of the way. We're going to count down and then fire the laser. It's like, yeah, <laughs> move. I'm okay with it because it wasn't like, boom, it's happening. It gives you enough time to react. Yeah, it's just once it fires, you have to like stand there and wait for it to stop. And then you can go. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't bother me. <laughs> you so, stopped up the game, but this one I was fine with. So so let's talk about the important part of this level. Uh, like, what, what did you guys choose at the climactic Point of your side. Like, <laughs> did you go light side or dark side? Light side only because the guide that I had pulled up to see where I was said that fighting Vader the second time is way harder. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> fight Palpatine then. Yeah, I went light side, of course, because that's me. Uh, I did too. I'm I'm that person who like any game that has a morality system, I can't do it. Like I can't be the bad guy. Every Kotor playthrough I've done, I'm always like. I, I like I've had, I've reloaded saves at points because I accidentally did something that got me dark side <laughs> points and I feel bad about it. Like I can't help myself. So yeah, I also went light side, but the dark side ending uh, leads to some really bonkers stuff uh, later on that we'll talk about. I'm sure. So the light side ending was supposed to be canon that fit into the greater story of where it was going, but that you know doesn't happen, of yeah. course anymore because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about both but we'll talk about the light side so if you do if you choose the light side you fight vader then you fight palpatine you end up rescuing or you end up sacrificing yourself and blowing up and then that say and then general coda and bail organa and they all escape then and then you die and then your symbol becomes the martyr and that they'll they use your symbol to start the rebel alliance yeah, right. they wipe off the table and like oh we'll use this symbol to for our <laughs> A rebellion. Uh, I'm not a big yeah. fan of it. I mean, but it, again, it was something that could have fit into the canon of the movies because he couldn't. I mean, not like this guy could be around. He had to be gone. Right. No matter what, by the end of that, if they would have had a third game, he was disappearing because you can't have him in there. Right. But the dark side, if you choose, which is which was not canon at the time, if you choose the dark side, which is what Brian's <laughs> really, talking, it's not canon. <laughs> it should. I mean, the movie would have went a lot differently if that was. Canon. I like though. I like the idea that Star Killer ends up killing Vader, joins Palpatine, and then you show him going to Tatooine to go kill to go get the droids. And and did you did you watch a video then or just the cutscenes? 
Yeah, so so if you choose the dark side, you do still try to kill the emperor also, but the oh. emperor like puts you down and then they show you basically like they reenact the scene from the end of episode three where Vader like wakes up, but Starkiller is in a very similar to Vader type of suit, except that it has like really weird uh, like claws on the end of his hands for no reason. Um, like it's like Knuckles the Darth Vader. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he's he and the emperor basically says, like, I'm going to graft all this armor onto you and make you serve me. And then as soon as your usefulness has run out, I am going to replace you like that's <laughs> that's how this ends after he's already killed, like all of the other senators and Juno and everybody that he cares about. So wow, that armor is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I helmet think, is cool. Yeah, I think you unlock it, too, for a new game plus if you choose evil. Because oh, nice. I think for the light side, you get like a Jedi robe. I think so. And so, so yeah, so there's three DLC levels that were released. One of them goes with the light side ending. And, well, one of them takes place during the game on Coruscant, where you actually go oh. to the Jedi Temple. Okay, um, that's why I remembered it, because I know I played that one before. Yeah, but the other two take place after the dark side ending. So there's a Tatooine level. Where you go to Jabba the Hutt's palace, yes. he gives you the information about the droids having the Death Star plans, and then you just kill everyone in Jabba's palace, including Boba Fett. Go to Mos Eisley Canteen, I think. Yeah, you, you do. Kill, you kill Obi Wan Kenobi there. <laughs> and you fight the spirit, and you also fight Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a you, big fan of Boba Fett. You murder Boba, you murder Obi-Wan, but the droids get away because you're busy murdering Obi-Wan. But Starkiller puts a tracking device on there and tracks it to Hoth, where you go to Hoth. Uh, the Rebel Alliance is weakened at this point. They haven't been able to blow up the Death Star. And uh, you find you have orders to capture Luke Skywalker for the Emperor. But instead of killing Luke Skywalker or capturing him, you turn him to the dark side through a lightsaber battle and convince him to, like, help you overthrow the Emperor. <laughs> Interesting. It's super bonkers. And I just I love it that they went like that off the wall with it. <laughs> Did you see who the bosses were for the Jedi Temple? Uh, I didn't no, look. I didn't watch that one. I watched I the, the dark side stuff. I did, too. I I really liked like I was I really wanted to play them. I was upset that I couldn't play them. Yeah, because I couldn't get the freaking game to load again. <sighs> I was getting really irritated because it's like okay. I have them on because they, they come with the with the pack that I bought the awesome system, but it wouldn't work. So I was I was really upset that there was no way to get it. But I mean, they give you a lot of boss fights. I'm looking up the Jedi Temple right now just to see what boss fights are in here. I'm assuming there's some cool ones. I'm looking. Yeah. So it's called Trial of the Spirit. It looks like. Oh, you fight yourself. That's what this is. You fight the oh, evil yeah. yourself. Shadow Star Killer. <laughs> okay, so not as cool. Like not as fighting like Bullet Fett and Luke Skywalker. And then fortunately, right. Stu has the Endor DLC where you fight Leia. Spoiler alert. You fight Ewoks. Probably. I never. <laughs> I never bought any of the deal. I bought the DLC on 360 for this game because I really like this game, but I don't think I ever did for Force Unleashed Two. But I can't remember. Yeah, there's three DLC missions that add. I mean, each mission, they're about half an hour long each. But, hey, they come in your PC version if it works. <laughs> so I'm still, I would have 100% played it because I was ready for more game. I was okay yeah. with more game. And, yeah. and I had it. But to play. All right. Any last things to say about the game before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? We didn't talk about Bill Tucker's favorite part. Where, where Juno pulls him in for a passionate kiss before he goes to the, <laughs> to the Death Star. I love that ongoing joke with him. 
<laughs> it's kind of earned in this, I guess, since she's supposed to be what pulls him out of the dark side. I had no problem with it. Nah. To me, it made sense. I, I yeah, I like that she kind of like initiates the romance. Like that was kind of cool. Like she's like, I'm, well, at least I'm not going to regret this since I won't see you again. Yeah. She pulls him in for the kiss. That was kind of cool. But it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she takes the the Hollywood male approach and just wraps yeah. an arm around and pulls him in. His eyes get all bugged. Like what? Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it, it. I do feel like I said. You said it. It's deserved. So it, it feels right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad it's her initiating, not him. It was a funny moment. And then I completely forgot about it, but God, that ongoing joke with Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time. <laughs> uh, I want, want to talk a little more about the PS2 version since sure, I, I played all I played all but the last level this morning because it's uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, you get different lightsaber hilts, which I don't think you do in this one. So I think it's just the the color crystals and the like power crystals. I think I don't remember what they're Something called. like that. <laughs> I didn't give you the different abilities. I thought it was cool in the next gen version, how each color had like the, what do they call it? The unfocused, they had different versions of each color. Like the unfocused was kind of warbly, like the blades kind of wiggled and wobbled. Like, a, cool. like a Kylo Ren type of thing. Like a Wiimote? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like a Wiimote. <laughs> That's a waggle. It's different. Playing with that Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. <laughs> but the PS2 version had a bunch of different colors. It's got like 16 different colors, which I would assume are not canon. Like there's a magenta one and a teal one and whatnot. It was cool to see different colors that you don't normally see. Uh, you can get Force Choke as an ability, which I used quite a bit. <laughs> it's just you lift them up and then just hold them there while their life drains. That's fun. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you could pick up like the turrets that the stormtroopers use to shoot at you if you use force pull on them. You just they kind of hover over your shoulder and shoot at people, which I was really sad was not in the next gen version because that was that was real fun. And then it had more more costume cheats like you can actually play as Juno in the <laughs> PS2 version. I mean she's all hunkered down like Star Killer and still has his voice and whatnot, but it's <laughs> it was cool. That's excellent. But it was That's weird cool. that it, that she wasn't in the the next gen version. Like they yeah. each have different costumes. Strange. I wonder if some kind of like you know like license deal or something that they that they put together at the time. Yeah, maybe. But if you have a costume on, it disables all the cutscenes, which was fine because I'd already seen them. Plus, yeah. you probably didn't care. No. And like I said earlier, the levels are super linear. Like you can tell that they just copy and pasted rooms, and you go back to the same planets like you do in the next gen version, but they look the same. They're not real <laughs> different. <laughs> So you go back to Kashyyyk and it looks just like Kashyyyk did. Okay. It's fine. It's worth checking out. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's kind of mindless, especially if you put in the cheats to give you infinite health and force power. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really fascinating to me just how like the stuff you're describing, how some things like regressed into the next gen version and some things are, you know, improved. Mm-hmm. Like it's you don't hear about that very much. Like that's a super weird situation for this game. I didn't realize it was so different. And the the leveling leveling system, which we hadn't talked about yet, is totally different. And next gen, you gain experience and you actually go up levels, and right. it gives you points to spend in. What is it? The force powers, the combos, and then like your passive attributes. And PS2 version, you only get experience and you spend it like a currency, and it's only on the powers to upgrade mm-hmm. them. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's cool that they're like Brian said. There's so many similarities, but they're so different too. Yeah, I'll probably never play it, but 
I can make that happen. <laughs> We're gonna go back to Force and Lace to play the old version. We're gonna play the Engage version. Engage. Episode one sixteen is the Nintendo <laughs> DS Engage <laughs> Force Unleashed. I was reading on Wikipedia. Apparently, the DS version still uses three D graphics somehow. So I'm sure it's. Uh, yeah, I want to go like, watch good. gameplay of that after this. Yeah. It can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably not. And I'm going to read some questions. First, I got some from the I Watch the Entire Old Blood Replay group. Some awful. Yay, I love those. Uh, from Wesley Nicewanner. I personally loved the first game. Haven't played the second yet, but I feel the story was really good. The game had really fun mechanics, and the ability to use different lightsabers was awesome. I think without the Force Unleashed games, like Jedi Fallen Order would have never been made. They would have stayed a good idea on paper, but not actually made as a masterpiece it is. I agree with that. I think this game did pave the way for other games that came after it. Mm-hmm. Even though you're nowhere near as powerful in Jedi Fallen Order, but that makes sense because that game actually fits in the canon, unlike this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it feels like the, the gameplay loop in this almost feels, and this is maybe a, a really out there comparison, um, but kind of Ocarina of Time-ish to me, where there's like this, or Link to the Past even, it almost feels like a Zelda Star Wars game where there's this point like halfway through where you think you're at the climax and then something happens, you know, Temple of Time, in this case, Vader trying to kill you. And then it's like, oh, like there's still a whole second half two-thirds of this game left that i haven't gotten to yet which i really liked i thought that was cool and i know it that second half kind of feels like a slog sometimes but i like that uh like the game kind of opened up a little bit after that you couldn't see the look i just gave you when you started that that, that. <laughs> there was a look i'm like what but all right I, I i see where you're coming from though it does feel like a lot of different things and then from randy brink i really like both games they were great stories but definitely not the worst <laughs> not wrong there yeah, I've been right, watching. Here's a good I've been watching. Hold on, real quick. I've been watching gameplay of the 3DS version. Looks real bad. I just, I just that's like the screen screen screenshot. Chat. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> all your all your basic attacks and stuff are on the touch screen, so you're oh you're constantly no. hitting the touch screen to attack. That's oh boy. Yeah, DS has some good things, but man, I, I don't like gimmicks in, ga- in my games. Oh, you don't want to play Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus Uprising for the show? I do really bad, but I can't emulate mm. it, and it's not cheap. I don't. I don't want to play it again. <laughs> I've never played it, but I really want to. I also want to play the other two Kid Icarus games for the show too. So yeah, well, sometimes hasn't happened yet. All, All right. right, so sorry to interrupt. Question from Ken Pittman: How well do you think it gamified Force powers, and did it actually seem like really being a Jedi or just generic superpowers to you? Uh, it's totally generic superpowers, but I'm not a Star Wars fan, so it was very gamified. Though it's like I said multiple times, it's a total power trip. I'm fine. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's the best. Like, it's the most powerful I've felt as a Jedi or Sith in a game, and I feel like it it incorporates it the best. I really enjoyed using Force Push to just, like, blast through doors. Like, that was super fun for me when that first came out. Like, I would just hit it, like, as much as I could until that door was just decimated. Like, like that just felt, like, super powerful. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that as, like, a little nitpicky thing in this game. But <laughs> Plus, you can charge it like a Hadouken, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his second question... Do you think Vader Vader secretly went wee in his mind when on the wooden bridges and it's one back and forth? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I just like that. I didn't think about that till he posted. I'm like, oh, okay. Speaking of making noises, there's a Wilhelm scream somewhere in there. I made a note of it, but I can't remember what. Did you throw the stormtroopers off? Uh, I thought it was in a cutscene. No, it's some. I know what you're talking about. I, I heard it too. I don't it remember exactly. Be, wouldn't be Star Wars without one of those. Yeah, and then last one from this group, Isaiah Bailey. First game has a re- had a, has a really good story and some insanely good force power. Second game improves the gameplay a ton, making it even more buttery smooth. But the story is pretty garbo. 
That sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's it's also really short from what I remember. Yeah, I pulled it up on how long to beat. This one says eight hours, and that one says five. So. And I beat this game in five. Force Unleashed 2, without going too far, ends on a cliffhanger to get ready for the third game that we're never getting, so I have problems. Oh, like Mega Man Legends. <sighs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mega Man gets stuck on the moon at the end of Legends 2, and they're like, well, Roll's, Roll's going to save us, and then... Mm. He's still, some, some say he's still up there to this day. <laughs> All right. And from the official Laser Time group, uh, from Jake Burden Stokey, Fun fact, the main character of this voice is the animated version of Darth Maul in Clone Wars and stuff. Ah, yes, we mentioned does. earlier. Yep. And somebody, Tommy Ratcliffe, took a picture of the PS2 version, said had no clue they also released this for PS2. It's good. But he has it in his hand, it doesn't, and I think he owns it, so I, I'm assuming that he had some kind of clue. <laughs> so, uh, from Robert Lawson, I played this game way too much as a teen. Not a bad thing. And let's see. Okay, this one from Trey Johnson. I played the Wii version multiple times. I also have it on PSP. Those versions have a cool extra fighting game mode on there. That was pretty cool. I know I know what he's talking about because I actually played this first in the Wii because I didn't have a 360. And you fight. Like, they have like a one-on-one fighting in the Wii version of this game. You have like Mary Jane and other characters that don't exist anymore. She was another costume that was in the PS2 version that wasn't I in the next Jane. gen. But you had explained to me who she was. <laughs> <laughs> she is Luke's wife in the books and also enemy and yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it can, I can go on more but we'll do yeah. the very yeah. she looked like the uh, the black queen for Marvel when god damn never mind the red <laughs> is at one point right it's the fake the Jean Grey Madeline Pryor yeah but yeah they had like I forgot about this but yeah they, they had a two player versus mode that I remember trying on there is it better than Masters of Tarascasi? I think anything can be worse than that. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goblin Queen, you're right. And from the Star Wars May the Force Be With You, a fan group, uh, from Dominic Nardi, epic soundtrack, which we have not talked about because it was good, though. I actually played yeah. this with our podcast on. It's just John Williams' score again. Yeah, yeah. so good. Which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and from Jason Morgan, I've been replaying on my PS Vita, the PSP version of this game. Tons of fun. And let's see, last group to read some questions from Star Wars Discussion Room. I got a few, so I'll read a couple from here because I got yes. a ton. Uh, from Andrew Jeremiah, you know, if they remaster this game and tweak something, I would definitely buy it. It was fun. I did not like number two at all. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the general consensus. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the, the Star Wars super fans don't like the story in that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I when I remember I liked it. I was just upset that it was over as quick as it was, and that I didn't get, and that I'll never get my confirmation of what happened. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, from Josh Jones, I love the Force Unleashed. It's my favorite storyline in all of Star Wars. The second game was a big letdown, though. I would give anything had the first game made canon. Well, it's not happening. Okay, and from R Montevavo, this was I pronounced that wrong. This was the last game I played start to finish. I enjoyed it. Wow, should play more games start to finish. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I did that recently. Yeah, from Ryan Armstrong. They need to continue the storyline, man. Starkiller was the coolest. Okay. And let's see. <laughs> from Hunter Martinez. This game I didn't play for balance gameplay. I played it for lack thereof. <laughs> 100%. And that was fun, though. I mean, the way like with this show, like I, I loved having a game where I didn't have to look up any guys. I didn't have to play carefully. I just killed things, and I had fun. Mm-hmm. It's what Bounty Hunter should have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sure wasn't. <laughs> that game is hard as hell especially when you don't play it right all right from will hart really fun game i beat it on sith master difficulty which i would not wow. recommend unless you're glutton for punishment the boss achievement is the 
in the prologue was a really cool Easter egg. I honestly couldn't tell you how many times Coda told me to reach out with the force and grip that destroyer, but it drove me crazy. Yep. <laughs> All right, from Fotis or uh, oh, my childhood game always was and will be the most fun to go back to and just play so many memories. Okay. And last one I'm going to read from Nick Bruce. Absolutely love the first one. The second one could have been better, but the dark side ending is amazing and more in keeping with original canon. I really want a third even to this day following the dark side ending. You Hold couldn't... on. The, the first one, the dark side ending followed the... He kills Darth Vader. <laughs> really. In the DLC and Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't really follow the canon. Maybe he's talking about the second one. I don't... Yeah, I don't know anything about the second one. I don't remember much about it. No, same. I'll change that at some point, but I don't remember anything right now. Yep. <laughs> I think I might change that at some point. <laughs> You're curious to see it. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's got issues, but if like for story-wise, you won't care about it, you'll have fun just killing things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but people tend to not like the story in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> I'll definitely play it. Yeah, I'll probably be on the show. I, I want to start. I want to finish things that we start because that was an easy me. one to do. Yeah, I know. That's why. I don't yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to shelf stack or box since I remember to say stack this time. And Mike, since this is your pick, why don't you go first? So it was fun. Like as we've talked about, it's just fun to run through and kill all these generic enemies. They're basically just cannon fodder for your force powers. But the bosses kind of drag it down. I feel like I'm just constantly throwing stuff at them until they finally decide to take damage again. Like, if there was some deeper gameplay there, I wasn't getting it. I could see playing it again, so I will put it in the stack. I think I would actually put the PS2 version on the shelf, just because it's <laughs> it's even more mindless. <sighs> and it had cool things that I liked that weren't in the other version. But, yeah, it passes the my uh, license game test, where even if you take out the Star Wars license, it's still fun. So you don't need to have that attachment to it to enjoy it. So, yeah, good, yeah. good stuff. All right, I'll go next. I'm actually going to put this in the stack, too, because I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it's not something that I really want to talk about. Oh, man, you should really play this game that has no interfering with the rest of the story. Nah, doesn't didn't do it for me this time. I had a good time. I wasn't upset or anything. I wasn't like I mean, I wasn't upset when the game ended. I was upset about how it wouldn't load, but going to go <laughs> stack and maybe someday I'll play it again. I mean, I would play that DLC if it would have worked. No problem at all. Yeah, if it's too easy, just play it on PC. Apparently, it's harder on that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't. I mean, I, some people get it to work. I was, I mean, there were a bunch of different correctly. Oh, okay, try this or try that, but I couldn't get anything to work. So I just finally just was done. So that's what I recommend is play it on, play it on 360 or PS3. One of those. Don't play on PC. So I'll go in the stack, and I'm maybe I'll go back and play it one day. Who knows? How about you, Brian? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I love Star Wars, and I uh, so I'm really tempted to shelf this. I think back in the day, I absolutely would have. I think replaying it now, you know, there's basically a much better version of this game without the power trip in Jedi Fallen Order. So I think because Jedi Fallen Order exists, it has relegated this game to the stack for me. But prior to that, it probably would have been a shelf. Okay. So. Yeah. I think I'd rather play like Prototype or Infamous or something if I want the the power trip. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about yeah more from the Star Wars angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fanboy, but <laughs> okay. And Mike, not... I want I want to close that loop that we started earlier. That enemy is called the Imperial Imperial Purge Trooper. Thank you. I found it like half an hour ago. I'm like, oh, let's wait till the end. <laughs> <laughs> At least it got finished. Yeah, I was wondering too. So whoever's been screaming at their 
monitor whatever you listen to this on for the last however long there you go about an hour or so <laughs> it was a while ago that i brought that up i think so all right that's about eh, kind of not i say kind of what i expect i wasn't really sure what we we're gonna do with this one and mike since it actually i think it's your yeah it's your pick next next week next week we're playing portal 2 oh <laughs> yeah portal 2 i'm really oh, excited for portal 2 it's an all-timer i love that game so much it's- so Can I come back? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> that should be my it's my first time playing Portal Two, so I look forward to that. Wow. Okay. So I'm it's I'm very very going to be a very good episode next week. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys going to talk about the uh, the co op as well? Maybe yeah, we are uh, we are discussing that. I feel like the two of you should have to play the co op together. Like mm-hmm. that, it'd be like a relationship test for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How it goes? Can we figure it out? <laughs> no, that'd be easy because we'll just pull up a guide and we'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> and that does happen. All right. And uh, Brian, you want to give a shout out to your podcast where people can find you? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, again, we're Draft Punks on all your favorite podcast apps. Um, we also do some streaming and stuff uh, like any social media, basically Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all that stuff. We are real Draft Punks. Um, so, yeah, come and find us and say hi. We try to put out a new episode every week. Uh, if you like gaming, most of them have been focused around that so far. Uh, like Mike mentioned earlier, we did a whole month of Zelda episodes. Um, so that was super fun. But, yeah, check us out and uh, say hi. That's why I the, bre- find. the breakfast cereals one that was real good. Yeah, we had my buddy Travis uh, had his mom on for that episode as our special mm-hmm. guest. She was, she was great. <laughs> she was fantastic. Big shout out to uh, Debbie McGahey, a school librarian. And serial aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, I was trying to find you earlier and I couldn't find you, but then I, the real, I was able to find you then. Yeah. Yeah. Google was not being friendly. All right. And that about wraps up this ep- or wraps this episode. If you enjoyed this, we got other Star Wars episodes for you. We covered <laughs> a few. So I'm going to mention them real fast. The Mandalorian season two TV one. Not that long ago. We did Star Wars Bounty Hunter episode 87. For some reason, Koto, uh, Star Wars: Nice Zero Public, Episode sixty nine, Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire, Episode forty eight. We covered the holiday special because I hate people. And our film episode <laughs> six. If we check that, that is a weird ass episode to listen to. Like I listened to it one day and I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, every episode starts off with with our normal music. That one does not. It starts off with the the song in that in that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, um, it's not goodbye, but good night or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a friend, one of the guests on the show, he he recorded that song before, and so he just let me use it, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't have to worry about YouTube copywriting you, me, so I can put it on there. That's a lot of Star Wars content, considering half the hosts of the show are not Star Wars fans. This is as most of us before Mike. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Bounty Hunter and this one were were me, and it wasn't either of our pick. Bounty Hunter was one of Stu's picks before he left the show, and then I just I had a guess so it stayed. Mandalorian, Mike's not on because he doesn't like Star Wars that much. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. We also did Star Wars Republic Commando episode 21, one of the best Star Wars games, and our best episode for some reason. We did Star Wars Dark Forces episode 13, and we also did the Darth Vader comic, which is comic six, somewhere in there. Dark Forces is the first person shooter from what, like 95 or something? Yes. And then Republic Commando is the one where you can change between the troopers. Not really, but sure. Something like that. You play as one trooper, but yeah. I thought you could take control of the other ones. I don't think so, but it's been a long time since I played it. It's a really, really good game, though. God damn it. <laughs> oh, we'll that do a recover on it. That doesn't mean anything anymore. No, I mean, it's, it's, it, 
yeah, I know you don't trust my opinion anymore for some reason, but it's a really good game. Like, it's people love it. It got re-released recently on PS4 and stuff. Huh. It's a really good game. And also, it wasn't Young Mike that played it. It was Mike on the show that played it. Mike on the show has a different opinion than Young Mike, the one you don't like. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> so Young Mike's an asshole. Yes. He, he liked Raccoon City, too. How'd that go for you? Uh-huh. That was my first episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say I like that game, but I, I know I didn't. So also I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from his EP, Bite the Bullet, Song and School Kid Squad. You will see a link in the show notes. You also see a link in the show notes to Brian's podcast, as long as he sent it to me in time. So that will be in, in the show notes, too, for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please check out everything else we do. Like I said, we have all the Star Wars. We do comics. We do movies. We're going through the MCU and recently uh, released Civil War at some point. We got the, and we got Doctor Strange coming out either around this time you're hearing this or very soon because time paradoxes. So definitely check those out. And we will see, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Because people are actually subscribing to us on YouTube. I still don't have my custom URL, even though I have over 100 subscribers. So just keep subscribing. Maybe one day they'll let me do it. <laughs> I don't know why they have it yet, but it's there. So one day I will, I'll get the ability, I hope. I don't uh, really the care. YouTube staff are some of the people that are trying to watch Dark World and they can't. So they're like, well, we're not going to give this guy a URL then. Over 10,000 views. <laughs> 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 and 24 dislikes. This is not the film. Thousand. That's insane. Uh, I, it's just because it pops up in algorithms now, and people see it. Mm-hmm. That's the time of this recording. It's like it's over ten thousand now. Wow. It, no, I mean if you look at it, it's like one percent. It's only like two percent of people click on it actually get past the first minute. But <laughs> I don't care. It's just. I mean, I didn't do it for that. I did it just because I want to put us on YouTube, and right. I never thought that was going to happen. It's just that movie. Thor Dark World and Age of Ultron, the rest do not pop up. Do not people. Nobody's really searching. It's just for some reason that one gets popped up to everybody. It's yeah. wild. It's really weird. But that's what happens when you do a podcast based on a movie and you name it that way. Hmm, weird. All right. So <laughs> we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.